Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I was flipping through the channels the other day, but there was nothing good on. I had nothing to play. So I went to my computer and realized that there was so much content before my eyes. But there's nothing but Netflix in my heart and on my screen. There's always something that Yes, Nothing But Netflix is back to talk about the Netflix blockbuster film, The Atom Project. Big episode here today. Very excited to talk about it here first uh, with uh, my co-host of Nothing But Netflix, who is not interested in time traveling. Here is Great Chappelle. Chappelle, how are you? Right? You're gonna, you don't want to time travel. It's not my thing. Not yeah. my thing. Uh, yeah, I'm like a, I'm future oriented. You know, I really want to know what's coming up next. I don't want. I don't need to go relive the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but but Rob, you know, people have been speaking to me about time recently because they say it's been a long time since we dropped an episode of Nothing But Netflix. It's been forever. Has it been that long? We dropped the Medea episode a little bit early. We dropped it a couple of days early because we were so excited about it and we didn't want it to go up against the draft on Sunday night. So it, it's been what nine days. Yeah, it's too long. It's too, too long. long. And the Medea, the Medea podcast was a great uh, success. Like people have been just uh, ranting and raving yes. about how ridiculous it was. And so uh, I was very excited to talk about it. And I'm happy that people, you know, got some hype going for this episode as well. Good. And I think that might be the most critically acclaimed episode of Nothing But Netflix that we've done. A Probably Medea the most homecoming. critically acclaimed thing that we watched as well. You know, <laughs> a Medea homecoming. Yes. You know. Okay. It's a little for the Emmys and all the other things, right? Well, it's coming. Chappelle, second week in a row, we're covering a big Netflix movie because we're talking about The Atom Project, a sci-fi action flick about mm-hmm. starring Ryan Reynolds. He's going to yes. go back in time to visit 12-year-old Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> sci-fi mm-hmm. movie. Thought it would be a good spot to bring in a man or a robot, some would say. <laughs> of course, uh, Loves sci-fi, fantasy, big brother. Of course, here's Taryn Armstrong. Taryn, how are you? I'm great. I'm excited. Uh, yes, sci-fi. I love sci-fi. I like time travel. I like Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like uh, there's a lot to like here. I also love the theme song. Such a oh, banger. Yes. Uh, Thank uh, you, Will from job. America. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, this is great. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Taryn, had you heard of uh, the Adam Project before uh, we asked you to get involved with us this week? No. Okay. Yeah, they mm-hmm. had a big Super Bowl commercial. That's where I sort of like, uh, I was like, oh, what uh, yes. movie is this? Uh, it was coming to Netflix. And I said, okay, let's mark that down. Okay. Mm, I don't know how I missed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you had to watch <laughs> you Big Brother that night. You were paying close attention yeah. to the Super Bowl that night, mm-hmm. Taryn? Were you busy? I might have been watching some celebrities. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all-star cast here on uh, the Adam Project: uh, Jennifer Garner, uh, Zoe Saldana, uh, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Catherine Keener, if you will. So, uh, <laughs> big cast here for the Adam Project, which uh, marks Chappelle the second big blockbuster Ryan Reynolds film on Netflix we've covered. Is this a bigger cast than uh, Red Notice? Because Red Notice had no, notably like three main huge mm-hmm. megastars. Yeah. But Top this heavy. cast. Yeah. Yeah. But this cast has Ryan Reynolds again. Mm-hmm. Zoe Zaldana, who's not, not a megastar. You know, like she, she star. is a megastar, right? Mark mm-hmm. Ruffalo, who's also a megastar. Yep. Then you get to add in Jennifer Garner and Katherine Keener. Is this... Is this the like star quality they were looking for in Red Notice, or was Red Notice still bigger with the Rock and Gal Gadot? Yeah, I think that the uh, based on just the big three, I, I think it's yeah. probably like the weight of the top three is probably bigger than uh, the the Fab Five. Oh wow! So the yeah. Rock greater than Mark Ruffalo? That's basically what you're saying. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Okay. Okay. Don't tell the Hulk that. But all right. That's in fine. terms of star power, for sure. I guess. I, mean, I guess. The Rock versus the Hulk in a fight. Who do we think wins? Yeah, well, that'd be an interesting fight. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's The Rock. Let's, mm-hmm. let's be very clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Rob, we also haven't talked about the breakout star of this uh, film as well. I guess he's kind of the star. Is it Braxton Bajerkin? Braxton Bajerkin. Uh, the, 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 the bully that beats up young Adam? No, which one is young Adam? Is Walter, Walter, Walker Scoville. Walker Scoville. <laughs> Maybe I just wanted as, to say Braxton Bajerker. Walter Scoville is young Adam. Braxton Bajerkin is the bully that uh, beats him up mm. at one point. One of the bullies. Yeah, I think there's two of them. But yeah, Braxton yeah, Bajerkin. Maybe. Chuck. <laughs> yeah, Chuck. <laughs> Shut up, Chuck. Yeah, I think I just wanted to say Braxton Bajerkin. Once you once you see it on the IMDb, you gotta say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, without we'll, we'll we'll go like tell you when we're, we're doing full spoilers in case you want to uh, bounce it out. But we will be spoiling the whole movie uh, shortly. That th- th- uh, there is a twelve year old kid, Walter Scoble. Chappelle's favorite. He gets visited mm-hmm. by uh, his adult self in the future, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, I did think that this was very fun to, you know, I think we've tried to like figure out different ways of like, okay, we know Ryan Reynolds is Ryan Reynolds in every movie, but what if we mm-hmm. paired him up with a kid who's also a Ryan Reynolds? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this, this kid is a Ryan Reynolds super fan. I saw a video on Twitter. Oh, of this he kid is? Basically, Oh yeah, he knows every word of Deadpool, Deadpool 2. And there's actually a video on Twitter of him reciting the words. So it's like Ryan Reynolds is in the front seat and then Walker is in the back seat and he's just going scene by scene, by scene hitting every word of Deadpool 2. Now you remember Deadpool 2 is a very vulgar yeah. uh, movie, not not unlike this one, but uh, probably a little bit more vulgar than this one, but he's not missing a word. And Ryan Reynolds is look, he looks very shocked to see this, but also kind of impressed that this kid is basically embodied him. So I think he was the perfect choice for this role. I had no is idea. This how, is this how he got the role or did he research Ryan Reynolds? Uh, once he got the role, 
Uh, no, there were hundreds of like hundreds of applicants or whatever to be Adam. Um, and I think it just he was just the guy. Since like once he had the Deadpool thing, like once he used that in his audition, I think it was one of those things like, oh, and he also has that too. Yeah, we got to pick him. But it was something that they didn't know that was like his secret talent. He just happened to just pull it out. Uh, you know when he needed it to get the to get the role. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, that's Walker. Yeah, do you think that Ryan Reynolds as a child was like this? Oh, I hope was not. Ryan Reynolds always Ryan Reynolds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Ryan Reynolds as a child basically was Walker Scoville? Mm, I don't know. I mean, if he was, that's impressive because uh, Ryan Reynolds, to, to, to maintain that level of assholeness for your entire <laughs> life, like it has to be pretty tough. And uh, Walker did a really good job as a 12-year-old in this film, like embodying that. But I just couldn't imagine like actually growing up with this person. Yeah, there's a lot in the movie about uh, what this kid has to go through to become Ryan Reynolds. And, um, you know, I don't know if his uh, actual path to becoming Ryan Reynolds was like this kid's path. Well, I think I think the, the key to becoming Ryan Reynolds is this this kid has to become Van Wilder at some point. Well, first, he uh-huh. has to be on uh, two guys, a girl in a pizza place. And oh, then, <laughs> and then, what is it? Two girl, two two guys. What did they get rid of the the girl, a guy, or the I mean, let's, place? Let's yeah. let's be very careful about all of these words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of the pizza place. That two guys, yeah. a girl, and a, girl. And a pizza place became two guys and a girl. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so, I guess he'd have to do all of that. He'd be uh, a youngberg, if you will, yeah. for for that. And then I guess he has to do just friends at some point. Yeah. So yeah, uh, Dan Wilder is a good stop to make. I mean, I think that's like the the real peek into uh, who National Lampoon is Dan Wilder, I believe. Oh, <laughs> my bad. Oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, he goes by uh, Harold and Kumar. Go to White Castle. He's there. But then uh, he's uh, the Green Lantern, and then everybody uh, doesn't like the Green Lantern, and that's sort of like his origin story. I feel like that's I forgot like his, he was the Green Lantern. Yeah. It yeah, was like that. There was that, well, the summer of 2011 that they like hyped up the Green Lantern is going to be the next big superhero movie, uh, and it bombed. And then I think that's uh, really the new Ryan Reynolds origin story. Um, I, I have a horrible story about uh, when I went to go see the Green Lantern. Rob, yes, what happened? Well, okay. So back in my younger years, uh, I would go Let's to the go movies. Back in time but- to 2011. Jeez, mm. let's go back in time, 2011. So I was in college. I was very poor, uh, but I also like like my superhero movies. And yep. so I went to the movies. But beforehand, I went and got some Taco Bell, and I got a big old uh, like uh, like six or seven tacos, you know, from Taco Bell. Thinking I'll sneak them into the movies, have something to eat. It's still going to be cheaper than a drink at the movies, so it felt like a win. Um, but I I I do not like sour cream, Rob. Okay, like I don't. And I specifically tell people at every drive-through that I go through, like, no sour cream. They put sour cream on the taco, but I didn't know this. So I was sneaking, you know, like, like gingerly unwrapping the paper and like sneaking to eat this crunchy taco. Yeah, not the great, the best decision ever, but I bite into the crunchy taco. I taste the sour cream and then I vomit in the middle of the movie. Oh my theater. God. Ooh. Yeah, it was bad. And um, luckily, nobody saw the Green Lantern. So it was just me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> me and like two friends. But it was it was bad. And then I'm also dramatic. So it wasn't just that I vomited. It was like I like stumbled into the aisle. Like, oh, my God, sour cream. What is it? Like, they're trying to kill me. It's your kryptonite. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, or something like that. Right. Or whatever the Green Lantern's weakness is. Um, 
uh, mm-hmm. something. Yeah, yellow. So I think it's like a different, <laughs> yeah, different color. Um, Taryn is, yeah. is sour cream is a uh, kind of plain yogurt adjacent, right? I'm not. I'm not a huge sour cream fan myself. Yes, uh, I would. I would also be disappointed if I. If I. I, I would not vomit. But I'd be like, uh, yeah, sour cream. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, uh, I feel like I told a similar story about biting into a donut, and I feel like uh, Chappelle was very uh, unsympathetic to me in that story. Uh, what was Listen, in your donut, Darren? Chocolate. Chocolate. Uh, what, what's wrong with that? It wasn't, it wasn't a chocolate in the donut, it was a chocolate donut. Yeah. It was hidden by the powder. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you could see through the powder. And no, you, you couldn't. Yeah. And you were going to vomit? <laughs> No, uh, I don't know about vomiting, but I was traumatized for <laughs> yeah. sure. Right. Okay. And, and to be fair, I probably didn't vomit either, but I made a lot of sounds like I was. It was like Tracy Drake just interrupted the movie. I was that bored. Yeah, okay. like, exactly. All right. Well, tell me how traumatized were either of you uh, by this movie? Because I'm a little bit on pins and needles that I, I'm uh, dying Ooh. to know uh, what you both thought about the film. Well, we brought in the expert. We brought in Taryn. Yeah. And so I mm. think Taryn's opinion is what I care about the most here because I was, I, I, th- I thought the movie was fine, but Taryn, give us the, uh, the expert opinion. what you think? Yeah. Well, you know, I told, I told Chappelle a little while ago, like, Hey, you know, sci-fi fantasy I'm mm-hmm. in. That's, it's my forte. Uh, he was like, "Lo, Ryan Reynolds, sci-fi movie. I was like, all right, let's go. I, I liked free guy. Free guy was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watched this movie and I was like, what, what is Chappelle trying to do to me? What, why is he trying <laughs> to make me look bad? This is the most aggressively mediocre film I think I've seen in years. It's like the, like, it's so, it's so bland. It's, it's worse than plain yogurt. Uh, it's, it's like the, the worst, the worst thing about this movie is that it's not even bad. Uh, so I can't even just mm-hmm. trash on it all, all podcast. Like, what is there to even talk? I was forgetting the movie as I was watching it. It's so forgettable. Uh, it was, I, I couldn't believe that you, this is the movie that I'm coming on this show to talk about. I'm so annoyed. Well, to be fair, Taryn, I would not have invited you to do this film. I was going to lean into the fantasy, but somebody, mm-hmm. <laughs> somebody was like, yeah. we should get Taryn. And I was like, no, this seems aggressively mediocre. Mm-hmm. Maybe this isn't the one for him. Mm-hmm. And Oprah was like, no, I insist. It's fine. Yeah. I was like, okay, I wouldn't do it. He's like, no, it's fine. Taryn will love it. So it's not me, Taryn. It's not me. Yeah. I definitely hear that. I, I think I like the movie the most out of the three of us. Uh, that I feel like that there were parts that I felt like, uh, you know, like uh, I couldn't care less about any of the action that was going on in the movie. Uh, I did feel like that this was a like Back to the Future ripoff in terms of like, uh, and I think they even like uh, mentioned Back to the Future at points in the movie. Uh, and I don't know like what the rules are. Like if you're ripping something off, but you mention that you, the thing that you're ripping off, uh, does that still make it that you're ripping it off? It, it's muddy, but uh, there was enough here that I liked that I felt like it was not the worst thing I've watched on Netflix. Yeah. No, that's we, the problem. Yeah. Some bad yeah. Stuff. yeah. No, and, and, I, and I think I'm downplaying it uh, because I, I don't want you both to make fun of me. But yeah, I, no, I, feel like, I thought it, I thought I it was like a, it. a six or seven out of ten. I I, I didn't think yeah. it was uh, that bad. I just felt like um, there wasn't uh, like uh, there there was the movie could have been an hour. Rob, I like the movie. I yeah. did. Taryn is just upset because it didn't have a strong, it doesn't evoke like a strong feeling otherwise, right? It's like you come on a podcast and you want to like love something yeah. or you want to mm-hmm. really hate it so you can talk about it. Taryn's just kind of like, meh, you know, like there's nothing mm-hmm. there to yeah. mind. It was perfectly about. watchable. It was Ryan Reynolds being Ryan Reynolds for like an hour 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it was over. And I was like, all right, 
Uh, what am I having for dinner? What are you having? Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah. I think I don't remember what I had for dinner that night. Mm-hmm. It was a very forgettable <laughs> night. Mm-hmm. I forgot everything about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the movie could be shorter. It could. It could because there's, like you said, there's not a lot there. But I thought that it was funny. I thought there was uh, the banter between Ryan Reynolds and young Ryan Reynolds is uh, pretty spot on. Yeah. It's like they're mm-hmm. both playing Ryan Reynolds. You would think that they they have a good handle on that. Jennifer Garner is just there. She really doesn't bring much just to the table, but yeah. she's. Yeah, she's more like a plot device. And then Mark Ruffalo is um, kind of boring. But I mean, I think that was his role. You know, mm-hmm. like he was supposed to be like the the stickler for the rules dad, you know. And so they did. They brought all those people together. They did what they were supposed to do. But yeah, I think Taryn probably has a point that there's not much to dive into, but we can still talk about it. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to release the spoiler ban and we can talk about everything that happens in the movie. If you, you, you heard our reviews, if you feel like checking it out. <laughs> And you're uh, playing with fire, really. Uh, if you need to kill, if you need to kill almost two hours of your life, yeah, easy. It's it'll distract you. It's fine. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, we could tell you all the spoilers. I don't think it's going to impact your viewing of the movie. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, are there anything to? Is there anything to spoil? Like you know, like they kind of mm-hmm. tell you the entire plot at the beginning. Like mm-hmm. you know, once 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 Ryan Reynolds shows up and meets young Ryan Reynolds, he's like, "Hey, Adam." This is exactly what's happening. And so this is all the suspense. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. And mm-hmm. so they just have to, they spend the entire movie trying to undo the the woman who has gone back and changed time. Mm-hmm. And they have to stop time travel from ever happening, basically. Like they have to eliminate the time machine that they've accidentally created. And so that's it. That's the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that all of the like elements about like uh the future, all the technology, I, I think that they really overshot what's going to happen by 2050 well if mm. they've got time travel maybe they're maybe you think they went forward the they went forward got all that stuff bringing the technology and brought, back, it, and yeah. brought, it, brought it home yeah although it <laughs> seems like i mean ryan reynolds describes life in 2050 as did you ever see the terminator <laughs> well that's 2050 on a good day so yeah. it seems like that um i mean maybe it's good for katherine keener but for everybody else, it sounds really bad. She's the only one. Like mm-hmm. she's literally the only person who benefited from this uh this time travel thing. Because if it's that bad, if it's like Terminator, then no one should be happy. But she's like, no, I went back and I made this happen, and I'll kill anybody who tries to stop it from happening. So I don't know what situation she has. Like, is she like the empress of the world or something or the universe at that point? But yeah. there has to be something that's exempting her from the horrors of the Terminator as a uh, future. Mm-hmm. She is the Terminator. Oh, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I didn't even understand, you know, we spend most of the movie in 2022 and then probably spend the third act in 2018. I didn't even understand sort of like the relationship between Mark Ruffalo and the young Catherine Keener in terms of like, she's funding his research, but I don't know where she got the money from because it seems like the, you know, the first time she's visited by the future Catherine Keener is in 2018. So it wasn't like that she had been like uh, giving her stock tips for 10 years that she amassed this fortune. Yeah, I I think she she was either like an assistant or a friend or the original funder of the thing based on other things. uh, And then, you know, then decided eventually, like, I'm going to go back in time and and do this. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like a hand wavy kind of thing yeah because her name was sorry and it said sorry and all over all the buildings in 2018 and then they made it like oh invest in these companies uh this is going to be how you'll amass your fortune well it seems like she's doing okay all right 
<laughs> I mean, there, there's one thing to have a fortune, but then there's also being the empress conqueror of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, like those are two different things. And so she's like, yeah, I had a lot of money, but what if I could go back in time and have all the money? Mm-hmm. Like, what if I could like, sure, I invented time travel, but also let me invent the internet. You know, <laughs> let me invent literally everything. You ever heard of a MacBook? It's called the Sor- so the Sorian book now. Yeah. You know, like you, if you could go back and change things to make your life better, like okay, I could see that happening. But she legit like did it in the most greedy way possible to where she wanted to be the queen of the universe, and I think yeah. it worked. Okay, let's talk about the thing that where I thought the movie was going at the end, where Mark Ruffalo in 2022 that he has died between 2018 mm-hmm. and 2022, and you know, a 12 year old. Ryan Reynolds, young Adam, uh, very upset. Jennifer Garner, all, all dealing with this. So you are telling me that we had the whole thing going on with Catherine Keener, future Catherine Keener coming and, uh, and investing all this money to take over this whole time portal. And Mark Ruffalo was, was dying, uh, was going to die in an accident, but it didn't turn out that it was because of foul play. Like I was, I, was I really, yeah. I mean, like, what are the chances that like, Mark Ruffalo is like the one person right. standing in the way of <laughs> the evil empress, like taking over? And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, she made it look like an accident, but she really, she really took him out. But no, Mm-mm. it seems like earnestly, he life just, happened. Yeah, life happened. <laughs> well, it's also like, like, what if he died naturally or accidentally? Uh, then why did she need to go back in the first place to change things? Like what what did she change to make the, herself the investor investments like she needed yes. she needed extra money yes <laughs> she was already in control of the time travel wasn't she like she wants money it was, it was just <laughs> the investments that's it yeah. you just needed to prevent like, her from investing yeah because in the original timeline <laughs> Mark Ruffalo still dies in 2019 uh you know 2020 whatever Ish. we don't we don't know right. what happened uh and then Catherine Keener is just like some cog in the time travel facility, but has access enough to the equipment that she's able to open the time portal and go back to 2018 and give the stock advice. I guess, yes. I guess this is like the Tarantino <laughs> version of the big short, I guess it's like the, this is the fantasy version of like, we're going to stop these bad investors. They're time traveling. Like uh, we're fixing history. Yeah, you think that's uh, what's going on? Maybe. I don't know. Oh my God. If, if- if it's the Tarantino version of anything, you gotta drop the end bomb like sixty-two that's, times for it to be true. a legitimate film. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this this is definitely her. Like, I, yeah, uh, time travel is a thing. I I definitely like spearheaded, you know, the funding of all of this, and and it's great. But I'm just a cog in the machine. I could be the world leader. I could lead the world, Rob. So yeah, I'm going back. Go invest in these things. Who is Elon Musk? We don't need to know anymore because I am Elon Musk now. Like I have it all. I want all the things. And so she got all the things. It's it's very simple. I don't mm-hmm. understand why y'all don't understand. You know, hey, Mark Ruffalo insists at the end of the film, like, uh, I know that I, I'm going, I'm going to die. And you could tell me the information that will prevent my death. You can, you cannot tell me because then, um, I, I, sh- I shouldn't know that. But but why? We've already significantly altered the timeline. I, I feel like um I feel like it makes more sense in Back to the Future that Doc doesn't necessarily wanna know uh about anything that can alter the future, but I mean we have fundamentally altered the future 
by uh, what's going on. He doesn't. It seems kind of selfish from Mark Ruffalo to not want to, you know, uh, help his son grow up. This uh, this is this is some of, I think, the worst writing in the movie where it's very clearly they're trying to ham fist in multiple different like uh, bittersweet uh, oh, time travel endings. Those are the best um, endings. Yeah. One of which is. No, the echoes will make it happen anyway. And the other one is, no, we can't change anything ever. That would be terrible. So we must accept the tragedy. Uh, and so like, it's like they're trying to get both best, the best of both worlds here. Uh, and like, there's this weird hand wavy uh, explanation at the beginning of the movie where he's like, oh, no, no, it'll fix itself once, you know, it's, uh, or my our memories will be wiped. And so you'll not. You won't remember any of this. They'll like, reconcile uh, Taryn Dang. You don't yeah, know science well, no more. I mean, and which the which the thing too is that like the second he says that, it's like in my Taren mind, throws, I, a, throws a shoe at the screen. <laughs> also, but in my mind, like I'm used to time travel movies or stories where like they actually try to, you know, be somewhat logical in in, in the paradoxical nature of it. Uh, so in my mind, I'm just like. Oh, so every character in this movie is going to die by the end of the movie. Uh, you know, at least it, it, their their consciousness, right? Like every mo- every character in this movie, that version of them is gone, erased. They killed themselves. Uh, different versions of them show up at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's what happened at the very end of the movie. We see uh, Ryan Reynolds meeting his late wife Laura for the first time uh, in the same way he met her the first time because the echoes, Taryn. But, but it's not the same version. They're not at like, the uh, space they camp. learned all the character yeah. development. Gone. Yeah, Gone. they're not at space camp anymore. They're not. You're not yeah, a fire. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, a pilot. They're just at college. They're like, at a be. random class. Chappelle. Yeah. Did they de-age them at all? I, I, that, it didn't seem that way to me. It was like, boy, uh, like, uh, you know, you don't seem like you're... Uh, this isn't Van Wilder. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds looks pretty young, just in general. So I think he, he could play himself in, throughout in, the years. In general, but, you know, this yeah. is like, you know, yeah. Forrest Gump, uh, you know, but in, as uh, Tom Hanks <laughs> is a high schooler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, what are these middle-aged people doing at this college? <laughs> um, but I mean, it's, I, th- I, I honestly, I very much wish that they had de-aged them because I think one of my, one of my favorite parts of the movie is de-aged Catherine Keener. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah. if they had also done that horrific, uh, monstrosity of a job on Ryan Reynolds and Zoe Saldana. I think I would have also I would have had way more fun with the ending of this movie. Yeah, yeah. The age is like cold for airbrushed because mm-hmm. that's all they did. They just like just like airbrushed some features down. Like there was nothing de-aged about her. She looked like uh, like a muppet. You know, like it was just really like weird image of her. So I'm happy they didn't do it to everybody. Else. I mean, this is so awkward. This, this was this was like uh, in in the Irishman when uh, when Robert De Niro is like uh, kicking the dude on the street, except uh, also his face is is the kick. Like uh, like it's it's so <laughs> bad. She looks like she's an animated character. Uh, like for most of, for most of uh, her scenes as a young uh, young version of herself. It's it's mm. it's it's hilarious. It was it was one of my favorite bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks like young LeBron James in that one commercial that he's like Le- LeBron is talking to LeBron. Like that's how Catherine Keener looks. Uh, Taryn's not. Did wrong. he do that with a time machine? I'm sure. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'm 100 percent sure. He mm-hmm. went back in time and was like, "Hey, say no to Russell Westbrook. No matter what you do, <laughs> say no. <laughs> Don't answer his calls." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Catherine Keener also, uh, Nicole, uh, uh, she uh, caught this that said uh, she's also the villain in Incredibles 2. Being typecast. <laughs> she's just a bad guy now? Mm-hmm. That's what she does? Yeah. The who vo- was the, who was the, bad the guy. villain? Yeah, who was the villain in, in, in Incredibles 2? Do you remember? I don't remember. Yeah. Screen slaver. Yeah. I don't That's remember at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what happened in Incredibles 2? I just remember the baby like making a mess in the house or something. Yeah, then that part was Jack, good. Jack bought yeah. the squirrel or yeah, something. Like right yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's the best moment. Screen, slave, the best moment screen slavers took over all of the the heroes. And then uh, it turns out that screen slaver was actually uh, the sister of the Bob Odenkirk character who loved the superheroes. Uh, she was trying to teach the world a lesson because uh, the, that when the spoiler alert, Incredibles 2, uh, mm-hmm. because uh, bad guys like broke in and killed their dad, who was like a big uh, like funder of superhero activities. Um, the superheroes didn't save their dad. Wow. Oh, I watched this four years ago and I, and I don't remember any of that. Mm-hmm. Well, it took 12 years for the sequel to come out. So it's kind of like, maybe you don't that's wait. That's the thing. I remember the the original movie way more. <laughs> yeah, the original yeah. is tighter. I mean, yeah, yeah. It mattered more. And then you wait 12 years and you're like, okay, now here's the second one. Everyone's like, well, I kind of care. I really wish I cared more. I'm going to pretend I care a lot, but I really don't care that much. And uh, it didn't it didn't hit hard enough for us to still be talking about it. Unless mm-hmm. we're talking about this movie right here. Catherine Keener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our impact. <laughs> It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, Taryn, were there any elements you liked from the film? Oh, another one of my favorite moments uh, from this movie. Uh, I thought it was the the like high point of the humor of the movie was when Ryan Reynolds uh, farted every time uh, they like poked the wound. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds <laughs> has been shot somehow. I, I don't really know uh, how he w- uh, was shot because it seems like that the... Uh, all of the weaponry is uh, like very sophisticated, uh, and we go into like uh, a lot of like Star Wars type uh, fight scenes. But he has been uh, shot to start the movie, uh, and then flies back to 2022, mistakenly trying to get to 2018. He has a bullet wound uh, that does make a fart noise every time he coughs. <laughs> it genuinely was the funniest part of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just the notion of of a bullet wound making a fart. Oh my gosh! Uh, uh, yeah. So the bullets go straight through you, as we see in the uh, in the moment where I think at the end, Mark Ruffalo is like, "Get behind me!" And they got the guns pointed on. He's like, "Dad, if you, they shoot you, it's gonna go straight through. It's gonna mm-hmm. kill us too." And they're like, "Oh yeah. well, spread out," you know. And yeah. so whatever that bullet was is probably what hit Ryan Reynolds and like uh, made that whistling, mm-hmm. and then later on fart sound every time he moved. Um, yeah, but it was it was pretty funny. It's just a random thing that they just dropped into the movie for no reason. I'm assuming that uh, it. Was that one guy, the uh, the the henchman? Did they uh, like, burn his, his face with like acid or something? 
Yeah, Christos. Mm-hmm. I think it was Christos who yeah, shot him. Yeah. Or, it, or it could be one of those like, well, Mortal Kombat cybernetic ninjas like Cyrax, the ones that keep popping up and like disappearing everywhere, like the the putties. Mm-hmm. Like uh, those yeah. were pretty cool. He kept killing people <laughs> left and right <laughs> as they were constantly not trying to kill him. Uh, just like, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad when you die outside of your own timeline. So uh, yeah, it's pretty yeah. rough. For them. But what does that like, mean? Just what does that mean? Well, well, a regular death, you like get shot and you fall on the ground and you bleed out and stuff. And like, if you hit these people with a bullet and they die, they just like dissolve at one point, someone hits a tree no, I, and I, dies. Yeah. I don't understand <laughs> what, what, why does that happen? If you uh, die in the timeline that you're not supposed to be in. I don't know the science behind it, Rob. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> the timeline is correcting itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the by dissolving your body. I mean, cause imagine having a funeral for somebody in the wrong timeline. Like, that would yeah. be pretty messy. Yeah. And then their bones yeah. would like like fertilize the soil, and then there'd something would grow, and like that would be a right. thing that came mm-hmm. from the future. It would be a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Chappelle, you and I watched uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre recently, and uh, that movie had a lot of action in it. What do you think about all of the fight scenes in this movie? There, there were a lot of fight scenes in this movie. Uh, you saw, we see Ryan Reynolds' uh, character with a lightsaber that uh, he insists is not a lightsaber. It doesn't really give lightsaber vibes, honestly, in, in practice from what I could tell. But he got this uh, magic stick and he's wielding it and he's uh, like slicing and dicing. And Zoe Zaldana shows up at some point and she's a badass. And so she's killing people too. Little, little Ryan Reynolds, baby Adam, he tries to get in on the fights and he sucks. Like this poor kid got his ass whooped throughout this film mm. so many times. Yeah. Even at one point where I thought the film was going to do the corny thing and actually allow him to win a fight, you know, like the uh, the chips are down and he grabs a lightsaber and he's like, "It's my time." And he's like wielding it like all kinds of ninja action stuff. And then right before he swings, Ryan Reynolds like, "Don't do that." And then like he gets punched in the face. Yeah. Out of nowhere, like you're still 12 years old and very scrawny for a 12 year old as well. And so he gets flattened. So there were some pretty good fight scenes in there, uh, but that was probably the most memorable one for me because I just knew that this was going to be the moment where he broke character, right? Like this one kid who can never win a fight is about to do something miraculous. And no, he just gets punched in the face by a grown ass man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I appreciate that. I'm normally like, uh, even though I I watch a lot of action movies, um, I'm pretty critical on action scenes. Most of the time they bore me because they're boring. Uh, and you can't follow them and they're poorly choreographed and poorly shot. Uh, I felt like similar to the rest of the movie, the action scenes of this one were fine. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They, 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 which, which quite, quite honestly is above average. Uh, cause I think most action scenes in most movies are not fine. Um, and, uh, and so I actually, I actually enjoyed some of them. I thought that they, they, they flowed pretty well. I loved the scene where, uh, the, the kid, uh, gets beat up. Um, because. Which time? <laughs> yeah. the, at the end yeah. because uh because the notion of like the kid being able to fight with the thing was so ridiculous uh and i'm glad that they were like no of course not mm-hmm. uh so i appreciated that I'm, i mean my theory on the whole movie is that uh the entire thing was made just because ryan reynolds wanted to you know wield a lightsaber which thing mm. yeah probably fair yeah. um, and if, even to per- Terrence's point like the the movies the fight scenes are kind of honest you know like uh there are moments where you know this kid cannot win this fight and he's going to get punched in the face or there's even a moment where they're driving through the woods like uh through the fo- like basically through off the off the beaten path they're just like like ducking and dodging trees and stuff like that there's no reason why this tr- this car should be able to maneuver through that 
And uh, Zoe Zaldana says, oh, we have to get off this road. And little Ryan Reynolds says, what road? Yeah, like, I said the same thing. Thinking, yeah. yeah, this is not a road. So I like that they kind of called that out when it happened. Well, yeah, that part annoyed me when they uh, steer off the road and they're driving through the forest going like 60, 70 miles an hour through like a like a literal forest of like going in between trees. And then Zoe Saldana is like, all right, I'm going to do it in reverse now. Uh, and she's going like, you know, 50 miles an hour in reverse, like through mm-hmm. like woods. Yeah. Yeah. That's through the forest. And then you're thinking this is absurd. And at least at the very end, he says, yes, that also was absurd. I know you're thinking here, but it was. And so, like, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I felt like, all right, we're in this journey together. Yeah. I'm not just watching something ridiculous. I'm watching something ridiculous with y'all yeah. instead. I would have liked to have seen at that one point where, you know, the, the villains come to 2022 and they're chasing Ryan Reynolds and basically they ambush the house. Uh, and then uh, Ryan Reynolds and young Adam have to escape. I, I would have loved to have seen Jennifer Garner when she comes home to her, <laughs> right? her home, which has been uh, destroyed with like uh, n- numerous like explosions and blasts. This is genuinely a turning point in the movie because I actually was, I think kind of on board with it uh, before the, the ninja attack scene, right? Like where like there was actually some emotional grounding. It starts small with the kid and his mom. And we have a few scenes where like Ryan Reynolds is talking to uh, Jennifer Garner at the bar. And that was like really nice. Um, and it feels like this is actually kind of like a grounded movie to some degree, even though there are fantastical elements. Um, and because of that, when this happens, I am thinking like, oh, what is Jennifer Garner going to think when she gets home mm-hmm. uh, and sees this big mess? She's going to be um, mad. Big man. Yeah. Like, how is, how are they, this, this, like, this is, how is this going to impact, uh, you know, how she's seeing things? Is she going to find out that he's her son and like, what, what kind of emotional? And then it was like, no, she's not in the movie anymore. Yeah. We never go back to 2022 at no yeah. point. So it's kind of like, once the timeline corrects itself, it doesn't matter because, like you said, Taryn, like, they basically just dissolve into whatever consciousness that is in the main timeline that wasn't affected by time travel. So yeah, we never get that moment, but I was definitely thinking it too. I was like, I thought the movie would be much more interesting if Jennifer Garner's character is like in the film to some extent after that moment. Like we're talking about how does young Adam reconcile with his mom, mm-hmm. but also older Adam, like does he have anything to say to his mom? Are they ever going to interact outside of their, that scene in the mm-hmm. bar? And then for the back to the future element, I was like, is, is this going to be a thing? Y'all mm-hmm. not going okay. <laughs> to right. determine Is he going to be his own father? Right. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like, what is this? Not biologically. Like, it'd be too late for that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. But um, no, we didn't get any of that. And I just think that would have been a more interesting turn. Like I said, the film was fine, but I think there was moments where they could have punched it up a bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can anybody explain what, why did they need to bring Ryan Reynolds back to 2050? Did he have to stand trial for his crimes? That's the thing, right? That's why I was so they just I was kill so him? Why do they need to bring him yeah, back? He's killing them left and right. And then they are constantly getting him, like surrounding him with guns and time sticks. to go back to 2050. That's and it. Yeah. And they're like, time to go back. Like, even though you've, you've, you killed Fred and John and Jack, uh, but Thanks we're definitely still taking you in alive, even though we are evil minions of an evil, uh, dictator who has ruined the world into a Terminator state. Uh, we are still going to hold you and put you on trial like what is happening 
he had a thing. Remember he had a thing? He had like the drive or something at some point. And they're like, give me the drive. It's like, no, like, give it to me. No, like, shoot him and take it. Mm-hmm. Well, if he shoots him and he dissolves, then yeah, then what? Maybe. Karen, I don't you know. know. Yeah, you know. So at some point, they did try to kill him. I mean, she was shooting at him at the very opening mm-hmm. film. I mean, scene in the film. At some point, at the house, she was going to shoot him. But once he got that drive, I think that was his bargaining tool to keep him alive. But everybody else was just dead. Like no one. If I'm honest, I don't remember died. a drive. Yeah. So it was the, a drive. So, the, so Mark Ruffalo had like the 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 drive in 2018, and then he also had the thing that was like the the, the keychain to like uh, operate his ship. But Chappelle, yeah, was this practical at all? That so the um the keychain to work your ship has uh it's the the jets are coded to your DNA, but your mm-hmm. your ship won't won't let you in if you are not at full health. And uh, but it's yeah. it's coded to your DNA, so he needs young uh, Ryan Reynolds to call his ship because they will recognize young Ryan Reynolds DNA uh, as being a healthy person. But because he's shot, his his ship won't operate because he doesn't have a, like he can tell that he's in distress. It can't sense that he's twelve years old, but it can sense no. that you know he has been shot and is not at full capacity. Right? Can this twelve year old drive the ship safely? Maybe. Mm-hmm. Can this person with a gunshot wound that keeps farting drive the ship? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. We're not willing to risk it. I think it's a safety precaution that uh, yeah. this this Maya lady put into uh, into place so that she could make sure that if she ever had to shoot one of her minions, they couldn't get away. Yeah. I mean, don't you hate it when you like uh, when you trip and kind of scrape your knee and then your car doesn't let you in anymore? Mm-hmm. It's the worst. It is literally the worst thing that could ever Sorry, happen. To you somebody. are defective. You can no longer operate the vehicle. Yeah. Like, God damn, give me some Neosporin. <laughs> like, oh my God. How long is it going to take to heal this stupid thing? <laughs> you have to keep picking at it, but don't poke it. Don't pick at it. Don't mess up the scab. Cause then you get like another day or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's annoying. Like, no, I'm pro I promise. It's just, I, it's just a small scratch from my cat. Please, please let <laughs> me in. Oh my God. Your, your uh, Kia Sorento. To let you in the car. Before they do this. <laughs> right. Oh gosh. Yeah. That's another Tesla mention, Rob. You know, we did. We talked about it. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That mm-hmm. Tesla just uh, drove them off into the um, well, getting their heads chopped off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, we, but, we said that Catherine Keener wanted to be uh, Elon Musk, right? Like this is. Yeah. yeah. It's coming full circle. From. OK, so Zoe Saldana, she mm-hmm. is the woman that Ryan Reynolds uh, did not come back to 2018 to, or try to go to 2018 to save his dad. Or to have anything to do with himself, or even to stop Catherine Keener. He's on a mission. Mm. He's on a rescue mission. He's here yeah. looking for uh, his wife, Laura, who at some point went back to 2018 and was never heard from again. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like this is like, I really could have missed this part of the movie. Yeah. And why did she go to 2018? I don't know. Uh, she was, she on was the doing the jail. Of Catherine Keener? Yeah, I think Catherine Keener was on to her or something, and she was doing a jump, and then Catherine Keener was like, no, no, and tried to, like, kill her. They tried to shoot her down, and so she did the wormhole jump and never came back. And she could only go one direction, apparently, uh, and so she had to just kind of wait it out. So she waited for four years for Ryan Reynolds to, just with her fingers crossed, hoping he would show up. She was just, and like, stalking, like, the 12-year-old version, uh, I mean, the 8-year-old version of him when he started. Yeah, she was just living in those woods, probably. Yeah. What I mean, Chappelle, she's down bad for Ryan Reynolds, right? 
What was she stalking the twelve year old version of him? I thought she like uh, she was sitting there trying to like keep her profile low, and then like she was preparing her defense for when they ever showed up to her cabin because she had all the guns and all the stuff. Uh, but somehow she did know where young uh, Ryan Reynolds was at. So maybe maybe she was keeping one eye on him. I mean, it seemed like that she only found adult Ryan Reynolds because she was keeping tabs on young Ryan Reynolds. It's not hard to keep tabs on a twelve year old. You know, but you know where he she lives. was going to by his house every every day and like uh, seeing what's going on, right? I mean, she oh, didn't man, have all the sen- windows are smashed. She in didn't this have time. a sensor that was going off of like, oh, trouble at the young Adam's house, <laughs> at young Adam's house. She just happened to be driving by when the fight happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe I'm sure she had something to track it, but you know, she probably four years probably in hurt. 2018. You don't think she was dating at all? I mean, this is always Aldana. She probably was dating, you know. Like, look, look, you could look, you could see other people in the meantime. You know, she had to wait a long time. Maybe she had somebody else with a with a face mullet. Yeah. You know, she just had to bring yeah. in Derek you know what or something. They say the rule is, you know, it's not cheating mm-hmm. if it's not your timeline. Mm. Mm. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, yeah, well, Maybe. no, well, technically this would have been before they met. So mm-hmm. even better. Yeah. You know mm-hmm. what? Y'all might have just changed my mind about time travel. Mm-hmm. I think I can talk about it now. <laughs> I didn't know there were so many gray areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I did I did have that, though, especially when she's like, uh, um, like, oh, no, no, there's, there's more important things than us being together, uh, even though I've missed you for four years, definitely missed you for four years, but we definitely do have to separate again uh, for reasons. I was mm-hmm. like, eh, eh she found someone, someone else. else. You, oh, you yeah. get worked out. She, and he's yeah. like, and she's she's like, no, we'll totally, I'll totally call you in the next timeline. I promise. Yeah, I'll uh, find you. I'll find you. I'll look, I, yeah, yeah, I'll have your number. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did this whole thing to get away from Ryan Reynolds, and he showed up for you. He's like, God damn it! How did you find me? So yeah, that's probably why she was hiding. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Also, the kid, young Adam, uh, is a, a little pervy. We talk about that? Yeah. He's 12. He's 12? 12 year, 12, 12, 12 year olds be pervy. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Yeah. He, there are moments where he, I don't know if he's pervy. I won't say that. I will say that as a 12 year old, he's very interested in when he's going to blossom into Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. himself, right? So yeah. he's looking at himself as a, as a tiny 12 year old because he's smaller than the rest of his friends. Mm-hmm. And he's looking at himself and then he's looking at Ryan Reynolds. He's like, I'm going to be Ryan Reynolds one day. <laughs> that means, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's going down. And Ryan Reynolds is like, you're being a creep. He's like, yes, but also I'm 12. Mm-hmm. Give me some time to reconcile with this. Like, I have to figure this one out because this is happening in high school. Dude, am I, how late of a bloomer am I? Like, say when, you know, he's doing the hand thing. Like, mm, today, tomorrow, mm-hmm. when is it going to happen? So, yeah, I don't blame him. And he wasn't that much of a perv because there's a moment where Zoe Zaldana and Ryan Reynolds are like, uh, they're about to get it on. It's been four yeah, years. Yep, yep. And, um, and he excused himself. And yeah. I will tell you, 12-year-old Chappelle would have sat down and watched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would need to know. I need to know hey, for sure. It's me. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. It's me. It's me. And I need to know for sure. Like you told me that this this is our wife. Prove it. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have moved. But he left. So, you know, whatever. He's not as pervy as he could have been. That's a fair point. Yeah. I defended him. Young Ryan. Young <laughs> Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so um the movie ends up then making a big jump and they go to 2018 yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. at this point they got to go find dad because only dad would know how to fix this Mm -hmm. and that's how they end up in 2018 so at no point was the plan ever to save dad as we both outlined you know like okay 
It was always to save Laura. But then it became, you know what? Saving people and screwing with the past is kind of jacked up. We should just stop time travel from happening altogether so nobody else can mess up the timeline. We'll Mm -hmm. all go back to our original, the original plan that God laid out for us and everything will be fine. But we got to get dad's input on this. And, uh, And honestly, that is annoying. Because I feel like if I come back from uh, like the future and I tell you something, you should just listen to me at that point. Like, what? Why are you pushing back so hard against this? Like, I understand you're my dad, but mm-hmm. I just jumped through a wormhole to get here like twice. Yeah, and I have yeah. the younger version of me as well. And uh, come on, man, just listen. Yeah, I I feel like this is a missed opportunity as well, where like the where Ryan Ryan Reynolds uh, is just like his character is is too, and I know that they point out some of his you know, some of his flaws in the movie, but he's too perfect of a character where like immediately they get to 2018 and he's like, all right, now we can't mess up the timeline. And so the conflict comes from the dad assuming that they're going to mess up the timeline, but they're not actually, because they're actually, they're perfect and they're not going to do anything wrong. Um, And it's like, Mm -hmm. this was an opportunity to introduce some, I think some source of conflict where it's like, they are tempted to mess something up yeah. and that's where like that's where it's like oh are they gonna screw up something are they gonna is that is that gonna ruin a relationship or is it gonna you know mess with their plan uh but instead it's just like nah nah it's just Catherine keener and her younger self yes. they're gonna mess it up now is it possible that the facility where that they were doing the uh time travel experiments was also uh, the facility where they were doing some uh research into the coronavirus uh and uh then destroyed that facility thus preventing a COVID-19. Mm. Oh, so they have a better timeline than what we have right no, now. Nobody would, I mean, didn't no no talk of COVID in 2022. Not a mask in sight. Not yeah. a mask in sight. That's wild. No, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. But but I do think that the reason why Ryan Reynolds could go back in time and be like, Dad, it doesn't matter even if we screw up everything, it's because it's already been screwed up. She already messed it up. So everything we're messing up is just her messed up timeline. We're gonna we're gonna stop time travel altogether and none of this will matter. Like I could go and slap mom right now. She's well, not he gonna remember because once I in screwed the face. Up, he deserved it. He was being a jerk. Mm-hmm. Like, listen, I but get it. Your dad. Hold on. Sorry. I came back here to talk to you. What's up, Taryn? Wait, but didn't didn't the didn't time didn't the time machine exist in the natural timeline? So the time machine existed in the natural timeline, but the only person who knew about the time machine was Catherine Keener. Like uh Mark Ruffalo accidentally made it. So he didn't know right. it was gonna be a time machine one day. Uh Catherine Keener ends up like going using the time machine and going back and like being like, okay, I'm about to mess up everything. So they said the one thing that they could mess up is the fact that there is a time machine. Like we have to stop Catherine. And honestly, Catherine Keener is the one who messed that up because she shot herself. And so, um, mm-hmm. yeah. But, but, um, by, but by destroying the, by, by preventing time machine from being invented, they are now on an altered timeline. Yeah. But, yeah, but one where Mark Ruffalo will still die. Right, yeah. but if they're altering the timeline to prevent time travel from happening in the first place, then it's already an altered timeline. They might as well alter the death. That's what I said. Yeah, that's what Rob said. Listen, this isn't, they don't the, this, do isn't this isn't the t- the prime timeline anymore. Anyway, it's, look, it's not like Ryan Reynolds wouldn't want to save his dad. His dad's a jerk and doesn't want to live. He's like, no, no, you can't do anything. You can't change it. You're breaking the rules. You're like, okay, fine, just die. You know, like at some point, he just gave up. Like, what do you want me to do? Damn, you want me to drive the car? Like, if you're going to die in a car accident, I'm trying to tell you this. He's like, don't tell me. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to tell you that. They tried to tell him like five times. And at the end, he's mm-hmm. like, you know, you can't tell me that kind of thing. I need to die. And I was like, yeah. Okay, thanks. So I, I also thought it was wild that they took 12-year-old Adam to 2018 
where uh, I guess they needed him to like work the the ship, but then like they take him as a like, a hostage. Twelve twelve year old Adam at one point, I'd be like, "Go ahead, kill him." Exactly. Doesn't matter. None of it matters. We're all about to die when we alter the timeline. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I, I guess it would. Yeah, I guess would it, would it instantly kill old Adam? Yes. I guess it would, but it really shouldn't. Yes. It really she should have just shot the yeah. kid. It would have fixed all of her problems. Yeah. She was going to. Bad job. Bad Why job. did she, she bring didn't. him in with a gun on his? Just shoot him before you even bring him in. The she second you the get thing. him, kill him. She needs the thing, the drive. Mm-hmm. If she kills the man, he dissolves with the drive. Maybe the drive dissolves too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. She needs the drive. The clothes dissolve. Maybe the drive dissolves. Yeah. I don't know. So what I was not expecting at the end of the movie was the huge set piece uh, in the particle accelerator. Mm. Yeah, wow. that, that, you got me on that one. Wow. Uh, uh, that was a, a big operation going on there. I was not like when they sort of and Mark Ruffalo is like teaching like a like a like a midsize college professor. Yeah. Class, I didn't think that he also like had like uh, this like a massive like uh, like facility that was going on. Yeah. And he's like, mm-hmm. he's surprised that he's the guy that figured out time. She's like, I'm the guy that did time travel. Mm-hmm. What? I've only been studying it and have it have theories about how it could work and have a massive particle accelerator <laughs> in my basement. That probably is the thing that does it. Yeah. How is this? What? Like That's a whole so like surprising. evil layer of particle <laughs> accelerator. Yeah, it was a big old uh, particle accelerator. Even even like the ending, like the final fight, how it ends basically because they cracked the glass and now the electromagnetic field is broken or whatever. And there's ma- the magnet is pulling everything everywhere. I was like, well, was I supposed to know this was going to happen? Like, no. was it, like yeah. had they been hinting that this was coming? Because I was like, oh, the glass is breaking. Well, I wonder what's going to happen now. And they're like, oh, it's a magnet. I said, like, oh, did we did we know that? I didn't know is, that. Am I late? I didn't know the glass I mean, prevented magneticism from. <laughs> Pulling, I don't, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, it was hella so, like pulling. Very it was powerful. Like yanking. Very powerful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So I thought it was a little like willy nilly. What was attached to the magnets? Like you see, like first thing that happens, yeah. like people's like buttons are flying off. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. We see other other things are like uh like um you know things are flying across the room. Uh. Then like so certain like computer parts like are very yes. much like grounded to a point where then and then at some point they just get to go you know fly I off. Had, the exact same thought. We are seeing guys in future armor flying into the core of this thing. And then Mark Ruffalo is like, uh, oh, the keyboard just moved. Let me just pull it back a little bit. Uh, <laughs> like, what? So, listen, listen. Iron, nickel, cobalt, and some other random minerals are magnetic. But every mineral ain't magnetic. So maybe they were made out of, like, plastics or other things. Things that you would use to stop Magneto from showing up and taking over the timeline. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why the stuff wasn't flying. But I, too, was annoyed that, okay, like, if the buttons came and then, like, the rails are bending and stuff like that, like, well, why ain't that flying over there, too? And, like, why mm-hmm. is this rail taking so long to snatch off yeah. of here? They, they, they narrowly escaped all of it, but it was very blurry. Even to the point where the bullet bends. Turns, that was that you know, was wild. Yeah. If the bullet yeah. has that much like pull, like that it's gonna stop it. That's a short, short range shot. Uh yeah. in the middle of the shot, it's gonna stop it, bend it, pull it in. How is it not just pulling the gun full of bullets? 
You never That's understood the point. science. That's a very good point. You never understood the science. Now, maybe futuristic <laughs> guns have, <laughs> have a magnetic field. That's what I thought. But then you have the futuristic armors mm. flinging them into the center of the thing. That's a good yeah. point. You never understood the science. It's the moral of the story. It's Mark Ruffalo's last line before he tells them to, all, to let him die. You know, he's just like, she She had it all. She got the business side of it, but she didn't know what the scientists know. Maybe that's and, a... Uh, a bigger um, commentary on mm-hmm. you know the current world we're in right now, mm-hmm. and, and I, I, like again, like I wasn't watching this movie like thinking like, oh, look at all this bad stuff that's happening. But I did have a moment when he said, "You don't understand the science." That I, I literally in my head was like, "Man, I don't either." How did that bullet? Yeah, work? <laughs> why did the gun fly in? <laughs> yeah, nope, good points. I mean, he's like, you got a big plastic gun shooting a, bu- a bullet with a, a a magnetic core inside of it. It's like, okay, is there a reason why you chose magnetic core for this particular bullet? Mm-hmm. Um, and then is why is it this magnetic to where this magnet you can just like snatch it out of midair? I don't know. Yeah, and I wonder if they like worked backwards from like the bullet was going to be the MacGuffin the whole way through, and like then the magnet was going to pull the bullet into young Catherine Keener because everything else the bad guys have is like laser 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 Mm -hmm. uh seems wild that they are you know uh working with like the same kind of ammunition that people are working with uh the i guess there had been no advances in ammunition they have lasers yeah um, you know (laughs) has like a donatello laser stick from the ninja turtles yeah that's a that's an advancement Mm -hmm. lasers I, th- yeah. I think I think what should have again another missed opportunity here uh, to really make the movie full circle. Uh, young Catherine Keener, when shot, should have farted. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I guess there was yeah. so much. 100%. There, yeah. there, there, there was so much going was, on. Yeah, that would have that would have that would have solved the whole movie for me. Mm-hmm. I thought she was going to dive in front of the bullet. You know, like I really saw <laughs> Catherine Keener's. Maybe Catherine Keener, like, like, like trying to like logic it out in her head. Like, oh my gosh, I'm an evil villain in the future and I don't like this. And she's kind of standing there yeah. and then they shoot. I'm thinking at any given second, she's going to take the bullet and realize that by killing herself, she kills this woman. And then that stops a bunch of all this stuff from happening. But no, the bullet just turns in midair and I was yeah. not ready. I thought she was going to kill her older self. I thought Catherine Keener was well, going to take the gun. Uh, wouldn't that oh. solve everything? I mean, she seemed like uh, like she was getting like bullied around by the older Catherine Keener who came in and was like, "Hey, listen, uh, do what I say." Uh, and she's like, "Like, I thought, mm-hmm. she, but, but wouldn't that have been like a nice turn uh, if she's like, you know, killing the older version of herself?" Well, she see, this is this is one of the reasons why young Catherine Keener is one of my favorite parts of the movie because not only does she look like a hideous monster, um, but uh, she is a hideous monster. <laughs> but but they have this whole from the second she's introduced this whole st- uh, character arc of her being this reluctant sort of like okay I guess I'll go along with it but this seems wrong I don't want to do this and then it culminates in her like. Uh, I don't know if I can fire the gun. Oh, you're going to do it? Uh, and and you think she's going to do something to save the day because that's what her entire character arc has been building to. And then it's like, nah. No. Nah, the no. bullet just bends. <laughs> I no, love no, that. No. I love that. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I mean, in the context of the story, it does make sense that she doesn't actually try to save the day. Like, I wanted her to because I thought it would make sense. But honestly, they do outline that Catherine Keener goes to her and says, you know, you're going to be okay with this because you're still me. Like, there's yeah. nothing different about you back then that, like, like I don't become evil overnight. Like, I was, you already were evil. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. And so I'm here to tell you, like, we can accelerate this thing. 
you know, not particle, particle accelerate, but we yeah. can just, yeah, we can accelerate this thing. We can speed it up. And so she's kind of like still trying to figure out like, am I evil? And so when she has the gun, there's a moment where she's like, I should do the good thing. And then she's like, but Catherine Keener did tell me I'm evil and I am Catherine Keener. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm evil. Yeah. I am a monster. She like plays so up that's to her why like, she can't do it. All those nights that you went or were lonely and you couldn't go on any dates or have any friends. Like, don't you deserve to be compensated for that? I could use billions. Mm-hmm. I could be the queen supreme ruler of the world. I was like, okay, I'll so, take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So if, if your future self showed up mm-hmm. today mm-hmm. after this podcast yeah. and said, look, we're evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rule the world in the future. Yep. I'm just going to need you to do some things to make sure that we like lock it in. Uh, are you on board? I'm like, how evil? Yeah. You know what like, we need like, to do? Just evil like I'm just, investment. Like I'm just a billion, that's it. I'm just a normal evil. Like I'm just a billionaire. Cause that's just evil inherently. But like, right, Chappelle, the world the, may yeah. term, get terminated. Okay. Oh, but, yeah, but future Chappelle comfy. says, comes back and says, hey, the survivor NFTs, Chappelle, <laughs> go all in. It's going to be big, huh? Okay. All right. Well, who who I got to buy? That's the real question. Because I can't buy everybody. Like, if you tell me, like, oh, the, mm-hmm. the Ben Dreebergen NFT is like, I'm sorry. I got to just, I can't. Some things no, aren't Chappelle, worth it. Chappelle, it has to be mm-hmm. Ben, ben Dreebergen. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Ben. Where's the bullet? <laughs> just, no you have to do if you don't do this you'll I, be killing me and our future i just think that some things are worth it you know like at this point like i'm like okay in the future does sari win survivor no if you if you buy no? ben, ben Dreebergen, ben but, her, but her nft is gonna be huge does she win survivor yes or no rob you that's gonna make, make it a happen. break if no. i can make it happen give me the ben Dreebergen nft let's do mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my that's my heel turn. Yeah, I need it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this is so horrible. We know we know Chappelle's price now, and I'm cheap. <laughs> yeah, the price of a Benji NFT. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that's cheap actually. Do I have to know what an NFT is for this no. the, for this plan to work? No. Oh, okay, then fine. Can, yeah, can we I'll... Jim from the office this and just start faxing you messages from future Chappelle? Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah, like, I need proof that Sari is going to win Survivor. Like, I really need that, or it's not going to. I can't do this. I'm sorry. Yeah, get a copy yeah. of uh, Survivor Reddit page that day. Yeah, yeah. Screenshot. No, because you can't trust that. Because there's, I could check Survivor Reddit right now, and somebody's on to talk about Sari, the real winner of Game Changers, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, they're not wrong. Well, so- the, the reality is that it would be it would be a Reddit page of like uh, Sari overrated. She won the season, yeah. didn't even play well. That, <laughs> that's when you know, okay, this is real. Yeah. Right. They handed it to her. The cast yeah. was too weak. It cast was, uh, was too, too weak. Twist. Rigged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rigged. I'd be like, rig it. Fine. Rig down. I want took more. Her, it took her 10 tries. Oh my God. Yeah. She finally won, but it wasn't her best winning game. Like, like she's played better games when she lost. Oh gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now that, now, now that you mentioned it, Taryn, I think you might have talked me out of it. I don't know if I need this. <laughs> All right. Chappelle, future Chappelle, if you're listening. Yeah. We're not Regular doing it. Regular Chappelle we're not doing it. Hang it up. We'll settle for the Stephen Fishback NFT. Mm-hmm. So yeah. after they end up like blowing up the whole particle accelerator, then mm. that I, I, I'm sort of like, um, you know, I don't want to be hypocritical here because I feel like that th- I feel like that this was the, the most uh emotionally uh you know I- intense part of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. My wife was crying. 
full disclosure, uh-huh. uh, when they go back to the house and, and, and Mark Ruffalo won't talk about um, what is going to happen to him in the future. But he says, you know what we can do? He gets out the baseball gloves and he says, all right, well, we're having a catch. And it's a little bit of a question like, well, shouldn't you guys be gone now? And they'd have like a throwaway line like, uh, I feel a little bit different. Um, yeah. I guess it'll resolve it's itself. It'll resolve itself. <laughs> um, but they, they do, they do have a catch, uh, with, uh, Mark Ruffalo, young Adam and old Adam. And I feel like for all the stupidity that goes on with the science that I felt like that, uh, I don't know this hit for me. Yeah. I, I, and I really do feel like the, the emotional core of the movie and one of the reasons why it's, it's, May, like if I'm trying to like milk frustration out of it, mm-hmm. it's that I do think it could have been a lot better um, because that that opening bit of the movie talking about like losing a father, what that did to this to the kid having, you know, the Ryan Reynolds come back. Uh, that was all good. And then we also have this great conversation between young Adam and uh, Ryan Reynolds where he's talking about like uh, you're mad at him because he died um, and and like really exposing the uh emotional drive and you you get that like one of the writers of this film understood like the emotional core of this movie they just decide like uh, you know whoever else decided to ignore all of that but it does i think land a bit here at the end because uh there's like enough work and it's the same thing with like the 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 wife um who mm-hmm. shows up for like 15 minutes uh like there's a scene where like she's sacrificing herself. They leave and he's like, not again. And like, they're, they're acting, you know, their pants off and you know, what amounts to a 15 minutes of screen time. Uh, but uh, it's like, they, they clearly, they had something, they, there's something they wanted to do here. They just didn't invest enough time to like make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I do think that like, like this is what, this is what makes the movie uh, were and it it felt like there was more there that that could have been explored. Uh, but I I did like uh the, the catch and I liked the like the hug of like uh like I'm proud of you. You're great. Like I'm your father. Mm. Uh, and just like kept going, kept going. Like uh you know I, I like that bit too. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I think the emotional aspect was very nuanced because in a way you have um it could have been very surface level where. Like Mark Ruffalo's character is a workaholic. I mean, we never see him before. And Ryan Reynolds comes back and he's salty. Like, dad never cared about us. But young Adam is like, no, you just think dad never cared about us because you have convinced yourself that he didn't so that you would hate him so you wouldn't miss him as much. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that's actually decent. Like, great. Because young, young Adam is closer to the memory, right? He's like, mm-hmm. he just lost his dad a year ago. So he knows that he's like currently trying to convince himself that he hates his dad. Ryan Reynolds is 30 years older. So he has no clue that that's, you know, the the way it happened. He just thinks that his memory is like honest to itself and it's not. Mm-hmm. He's just he's forced himself to believe it in a different way. And so, yeah, I like that a lot. Um, even with Jennifer Garner's character um, as the mom, young Adam is an asshole. Like he's an asshole for everybody. He's always been an asshole. He'll always be one. As we know, he goes up to be Ryan Reynolds. OK, so mm-hmm. because but because of that. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is telling him like stop being a jerk to your mom because you're going to miss her too one day and you're going to think back on all these times where you were a little jerk and you're going to think oh god I could have done this differently and it's not just a, like oh yeah like we find out later she dies and then he does really miss her like we don't even talk about that it's just in the moment that 12 year old can understand like no I'm probably giving my mom a hard time and then you have Ryan Reynolds 
uh, adult Ryan Reynolds going to Jennifer Garner in the bar and being like, hey, just let your kid know that you're grieving too and that you're trying to hold it all together is leading him to believe that he can be an asshole to you. Like, he thinks you can take it. And um, and I think all of that was so, like, uh, emotionally nuanced, uh, almost separate of the film, you know? And, yeah. like, even what Terry was saying with Laura and uh, Ryan Reynolds' character, the way they missed each other, it's been four years, and, like, they have seconds, and they're about to be ripped apart from each other, and they know they have, like, just moments left. They were acting their asses off. Like, they were in it. And so I appreciated all of that. The the full circle moment with them playing baseball at the end was cute or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah. it was... it it. It was it was a good one just for that just for that. Mm-hmm. I think I think you could take Catherine Keener out of the movie entirely, yeah. remove yes. like most of the action subplots, uh, and you know the writers were capable of writing like a solid like uh, like action drama comedy uh, where there's still some action, but it's mostly just figuring out the relationship dynamics of this family while, you know, Ryan Reynolds is like beating up on children, uh, bullies. Yeah. Just Mm -hmm. to go back to like the back to the future of it all, like uh, back to the future, like has like a a lot of these elements that we're talking about here. And actually, I mean, this movie is probably like uh, the stuff that we're talking about, like with uh, has, I, I think it's probably even more like powerful emotionally than like anything that's going on in back to the future. But I think where they tried to turn this into like a Deadpool movie uh, where it's a Ryan Reynolds Mm -hmm. action movie and sci-fi and lasers and shooting. I mean, I think that that's the stuff I think that really holds this movie back. But I think that at its heart, uh, the relationship between young Adam and old Adam and, and the, and the dad and the mom, like, I think that there is like some really good emotional stuff there uh stuff that you know uh really did you know uh you know hit home with me specifically yeah Yeah. fully agree yeah and i mean you have some really good actors here you know and so even though the storyline is absurd and the science doesn't always check out and there's some of the logic that's going on in the film Mm -hmm. doesn't really matter like if you want these people to evoke an emotion they can like there's jennifer garner's not gonna have an issue with that ryan reynolds is a great actor despite him always being ryan Ryan reynolds and then mark ruffalo as well um zoe zaldana like you know these aren't any slouches i feel like if you had a less uh less polished cast then maybe those moments don't hit as hard um like or they're a little over the top, but I was I, I believe the emotional aspect of it. Mm-hmm. This movie is called The Adam Project. Was this a good name? Eh. Eh. I f- yeah, I feel like I feel like in a normal like uh, run of the mill movie. Adam would have been an acronym for whatever the mm-hmm. machine was called. Mm-hmm. Right. And it was also his son's name. But it was just like, no, he just calls it that. You know, like, mm-hmm. there wasn't there wasn't any reason why the Adam Project was named the Adam Project. Like, obviously, it's named after his son, but like normally, it would be like, oh, the Atomic um, Dimensional Ad- Advancement Machine or something like that, also known as Adam. You know, or something. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rob, I made no, that yeah, up. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, you know what's interesting? Interesting too is that like I'm looking at the like the poster for the movie, and it looks entirely unappealing to me because it's like as generic as possible. Yeah, this poster. bad poster, a bunch of actors. Um, yeah, but oh, I, yeah. I don't know if it's like the Netflix algorithm because I know they do this. But the thumbnail for yeah. it on Netflix was for me at least it was Ryan Reynolds and the kid oh. looking a little bit beat up, but looking like emotion. And it looked to me like it was gonna be yeah. a more grounded emotional movie Chappelle, based on that thumbnail. Do you know that mm-hmm. Netflix changes the thumbnails? It shows you based on uh, like uh, what Netflix thinks of you. 
Oh yeah, Netflix is on, it's on, it thinks I'm on, um, like a mega creep. Like all the things. <laughs> Why? What did it show like, you? What, what's your thumbnail? I gotta watch. I gotta watch BoJack Horseman and it's Princess Carolyn in a bikini. Like <laughs> it has nothing to do with the like the the show at all. She's a cat. Yeah, you know, like I don't understand why you think I would want to see that, but yeah. okay, okay, you want yeah. to see yeah. cats and bikinis? Yeah, my thumbnail yeah. is apparently. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this is the one that you have, Taryn, where Ryan Reynolds basically has like the lightsaber out. No, I I got Ryan no. Reynolds with like a lightsaber out, and the kid is behind him. So I don't know if that's because uh, no, like, I had I had him like like bending over with his hand on the kid, like like they were having an emotional Aww. moment together. Uh, it began, and it, like clearly they Netflix knew that that's the portion of the like that's what I'd be looking for in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Chappelle, we just do this every single week. Talk about what what thumbnail are you being served for this? Yeah, we, Chappelle, what what did you get for, uh, no, I for had, the Adam? I project? had the same one as Rob, uh, but I think it's because me and Rob have now watched the what, same yeah, show. But, <laughs> my, but my kids also watch a lot of things on my Netflix. Uh, so. Mm. Throwing, they don't have their own. Um, they, they do, but sometimes they're watching it online because they don't get all that. They have kids' accounts. Okay, I'm gonna check my burner computer. Let me mm-hmm. see one second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope, same same one. I guess yeah. I'm watching the same thing on both. So yeah. Uh, also, just like uh, an interesting note on the development of this film, that it was originally a uh, script that was called "Our Name Is Adam," uh, and Tom Cruise uh, was attached to star in a version of this at some point. Yuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> our name is Adam is a terrible, terrible title. Um, <laughs> it's like, uh, like get it because it's time travel. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Tom Cruise, I imagine this would have been a more serious movie. Yeah, uh, and so maybe yeah, theoretically that could have led toward a more grounded movie. But my, I, my guess is that it just would have been even more generic, and it would have been without the Ryan Reynolds like pop to make it that much more watchable and it would have been uh, a terrible mm-hmm. yeah like yeah we've we've understated how good ryan reynolds is at being ryan reynolds like he does yeah. it so naturally and the little kid is basically ryan reynolds jr and he too is an asshole and so they're yeah. playing off of each other um you know and, and it's really entertaining and i don't think you can feel that space with tom cruise like he would just be staring at stuff and like like smoldering a and lot running. you know right, right. And, and running a lot of running and, yeah. and there is uh you know, uh, some humor with the young Ryan Reynolds uh, with the grown up Ryan Reynolds. The kid does a really good job of being young Ryan Reynolds. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, and he's uh, he like, born to play. very adorable uh, throughout. Like, mm-hmm. uh, he does a great job. Okay. Yeah. Anything else on the Adam Project? No, it was fun. It was like a, like an easy watch. Like it wasn't anything that you feel yeah. like you like for, for, for one, if you don't pay close attention to it, then you won't, you won't understand anything that's going on anyway. Like the science doesn't make any sense, but you'll at least be wowed by some of like the flashy fight scenes. Like they're very shiny. Um, a lot of lightsaber and dissolving people and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, you know, every now and then you'll catch a funny one liner from, uh, Little Adam or Big Adam. Mm-hmm. So yeah, easy watch. If you told me you and your kids wanted to sit down and watch it, I'd probably say like it's a, a peach vulgar. Just a mm-hmm. pitch. But aside from that, no, that yeah. was okay. It's not a movie I would recommend to like sit down with popcorn and like or that for me at least. When I when I break out the popcorn for a movie, that means I'm paying attention to the movie. Yeah. What's uh, a movie you watch uh, with popcorn? Um, like, like, uh, like, like Dune this okay. year is a sci-fi movie that I would be like, yes, I am giving my all to, into this movie. I'll watch this with popcorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a movie that I would throw on as I'm like doing work or, yeah. uh, you know, browsing the, inter- playing Wordle 
uh, you know, like, uh, it's, uh, yes. not something I would, I would be like, all right, I want to, I'm going to sit down for two hours and watch a movie. It's like, I'll throw yeah. this on. So how long does it take you to play Wordle? Not very long. Yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> you can watch like a TikTok while you play Wordle. It's just one of the various things that I will do, uh, when I sit down and I'm doing other things. I didn't it's know you like, were a big uh, Wordle guy. Uh, you know, it's uh, that's the thing. How big of a Wordle guy can you be when it's like two oh. minutes of your day? People can get oh, way so into it. Aaron, please, yeah, please. I, I, I I'm a, like in a support group about to be sending uh, <laughs> Dr. Amanda Rabinovitz uh, yeah. like uh, messages and like helping her out because she uh, she recently had a slip up. Yeah, you know, Chappelle oh, told me the only reason he would go back to 2018 would be to prevent Wordle. Prevent well, it? Well, not Wordle, but like Octordle. <laughs> that one like do we really really need that one do we need hurdle do we what's really need hurdle? i've needed more it's, of these because they take oh. they don't take enough time yeah taryn there's a bunch of them hurdle is one for music i've been so doing play... nerdle too wordle oh, and yeah, nerdle yeah. have been my two what's nerdle yeah that's the the math one. Oh, yeah so they have math they have the math one they have a uh, regular wordle uh wordle proper then they have hurdle which is one second of like a music of like mm-hmm. a song so it'd be like the, the drum i can't beat. do that while and i'm watching then, a movie no, you can't do that while you want mm-hmm. to do it. And then, uh, then they have like Octordle yeah. or Quadordle or something like that, where it's like you have to do all the wordles at the same time. Yeah. Uh, no, that would be War Turtle. Um, yeah. but, um, <laughs> you, uh, but you do them all at the same time, you know? So you, you like your guess goes for each of the, like each of the quadrants and yeah. then, uh, mm-hmm. you try to get them all. So you should do that one, Taryn. Yeah. Send me your scores. I like looking at the colors. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually play Wordle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So. That's the Adam Project. Oh, just a couple of quick things. Uh, one thing I, I liked, I probably, I, my favorite joke in the movie was when uh, he's talking about how the bullet went through and the kid is like, oh my God, you were shot? And Ryan Reynolds uh, to the kid is like, no, no, I was, I, I got stabbed with a bullet. It's stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> That's really yeah. Funny. Uh, no, the, yeah, he talks uh, to the kid uh, with such disdain, uh, which which I liked. And, uh, and, and although I have to say, um, the they have a dog. The dog is barking a lot, and it made my dog uh, very upset. Mm. So I, I didn't like that. Ruined uh, some of my enjoyment of the movie when my dog was getting all worked up because the dog in the movie was barking. Well, this this leads me to another question: If you if you were the one that went back in time, yeah. and you were hanging out with your twelve year old self, mm-hmm. would you treat would you be treating your twelve year old self with oh, the same amount I would, of disdain? I, I'm sure I would hate my twelve year old self. Really? Yeah, I think so. And well, and Chappelle, and, and this is like uh, as as a dad, you get you get. I mean, uh, Mark Ruffalo do, doesn't uh, you know really get to experience this, but uh, when, when especially when you have a child who uh, that you know some say is a lot like you, you you get to have this without time travel, where you get to be annoyed by a younger version of yourself and be like, oh my god, I must have been unbearable. That's what you should tell yourself. You're like, listen, one day there's going to be a Dominic and there's going to be an Anthony mm-hmm. and you're going to pay for your sins. And you're like, okay, it'll scare you straight. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll be like, okay, I don't have to, I, like, I won't do this anymore. I don't want to host yeah. game shows anymore. You right. Know? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, Rob. I feel like 12 year old Rob is a good time. Uh, I think it would have been very annoying. I think it was uh, no filter. <laughs> what, like, is, like, what is 12 year old Rob saying to, to, to you? Like oh my god, can I touch this? Can I? Can I try it? Can I try it? I'm like, like stop, just stop, just hang out, just hang out. He grabs the mic, coming to you live. Like, yeah, like no, stop, stop. <laughs> Ringing the bell. Like, yeah, <laughs> relax. Like really? Are we yeah. out of the magic eight ball and the bell? Mm-hmm. Okay, Dad. 
Are you just, like, Chappelle, are you just chilling with your 12 year old self? Like you're just. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my 12 year old self are the same person. Like I go, I'd show up and 12 year old self. Like, what are you doing? Like watching TV, like bet. You know, like, what, what are you doing? Hey, this thing, this thing called Big Brother coming out. <laughs> you get into it? I'd be like, yep. <laughs> I'm like, listen, one day there's going to be, there's, it's going to be crazy. There's going to be Celebrity Big Brother. There's this guy named Taja Call. It's going to be wild. You know? Wait till you hear <laughs> about Twitter. Your, yeah. Right. Put all your chips on Misha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go all in. <laughs> Is that how you knew Taryn? <laughs> look, look, I don't reveal my secrets. Is that how secrets. you won all these drafts because you, that you are being visited by future Taryn and that's how you get all these things right on the live feed updates and everything? Look, sometimes you just got to have that edge, mm-hmm. you know? You got to. You got to. Uh, that would make a lot yeah. of sense, Chappelle. It would. I think, um, it would. My, my 12-year-old no- self, I think, uh, I, there was a point in my life where I thought about what I would do if I ran into another version of myself uh, and because you'd think, is that version of myself going to try to kill me so that it can be the only one, right? <laughs> like, is it trying no. to, is it trying to supplant me in the timeline? Lots of, to- lots of, lots of time travel movies do this. They, they, they end up attacking each other and killing each other. And at one point in my life, I decided, no, definitively, that makes no sense. You would never. Uh, yeah. This is yeah. a is a bad move. It's always going to end in 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 like a, a, a terrible failure. But at twelve years old, I'm not sure I decided that yet. So my twelve year old self might try to kill me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it would be would you- like you from like a different dimension, from like Taryn from the multiverse, yeah, like a different dimension yeah. or a different timeline. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, like trying to like did you? Uh, there's there was a movie. Oh, I don't remember what it was called. There's a movie where this happens where like all of the different versions of like every character just trying to kill each other because they're trying to all be in the good timeline. Um, and there's a, there's, there's books on this too where it's like, there's like 50 versions of the character and they're like, only one can have the family and survive in <laughs> yes. this timeline. Yes. Uh, and it's just like, uh, like that always, cause there's always more. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a losing battle. It's, yeah. there's an infinite amount of you. Yeah. Um, but 12 year old self might not have known that. Yeah. That was like that Paul Rudd, uh, show where he got cloned. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I did see that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. All I, right. I would go back and tell twelve year old Chappelle there's gonna be this thing called the live feeds. Get into mm. it and then pitch Rob Sestanino the day before Taryn Armstrong does. <laughs> you have his we know how he auditioned, mm-hmm. replicate it and take off. No. Go into the sunset. <laughs> yeah, you would have been a coworker with Taryn. The Chappelle robot army. Mm-hmm. No, I would have gotten his mm-hmm. idea. I would have mm-hmm. beat him to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Anything else on the Adam project before we talk about what's coming up next? Nah, it was cool. Okay. All right. Uh, that's the Adam project. All right. Chappelle. Um, I believe we already have our, the pick is in for, uh, what's coming up next. Yeah. We've been in negotiation with, uh, Mari Ford and Sarah Carradine, who are, um, you know, our former guests where we talked about Murderville. They are our true crime correspondents here on nothing but Netflix. And they have something on their mind. They want to talk about another Netflix true crime uh, show. And so we're going to do a crossover event with those uh, ladies again. Yeah. Okay. And we're talking about bad vegan. Uh, Bad vegan. Yes. I should, Fame, fraud, that, fugitives. The big Fs. Bad vegan. So, Rob, have you ever heard about... Do? Yeah, like, is this... This vegan, in particular, is bad. Like, I'm assuming they're a criminal. I'll give you... So, it's coming Wednesday. After marrying a mysterious man who claimed he could make her dog immortal. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, All right. Very Bring mysterious. Uh, a celebrated <laughs> vegan restaurateur finds her life veering off the rails. 
Yeah, this is much more down my alley. It's uh, it's uh, fantasy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's Aaron. What if somebody came Mortal to you uh, and said that uh, they could uh, give you an immortal cat? Yeah, make my cat immortal. Uh, I would. I mean, I would have to hear them out. Mm-hmm. Think about for it for sure. I, I, I'm in shock. I'm sorry. So uh, the man says, "You have an animal, yep. and I am magic." But my power is that I can keep your dog from dying. You, mm-hmm. however, will die. But your oh, yeah. dog Who will, will take care on. of the dog once you die? <laughs> Wait, so that right, was like, the like the blood sacrifice was the owner of the dog? No, we don't we know. Don't, we, I we don't, don't know. know that we gotta yet. watch we the show. We haven't watched uh-huh. it yet. Bad we gotta tune in. Limited uh, series coming <laughs> Wednesday. So uh, we'll talk about it with uh, that our uh, resident true crime experts, uh, Mari Forth and Sarah Carradine. All right. Is it? Is it bad that when I heard the title "Bad Vegan," my first thought was cannibalism? Yeah, I oh, guess that so. That would be one of the worst vegans. Be a around. pretty bad yeah. vegan. Yeah, yeah. I'm the worst yeah. vegan. I mean, I'm a we, we're not ruling ruling out cannibalism yet. I mean, you know, like we haven't seen. We it. We don't know so where it's going to. I mean, be, Tinder Swindler right? took a lot of turns. Uh, yeah, that don't f with cats. I thought it was about cats. It is mm. not, you know. And so mm. I, I thought um, that show was about Rachel Swindler. Uh, I was mm-hmm, shocked. Mm-hmm. Is she on dating life? Not anymore. Uh-huh. I think she's a. Uh, I think she's in a relationship. Okay, look at her. Okay, look at all her. right. Yeah, Taryn, what's coming up for you? Big Brother coverage, uh, the Taryn show. I've got one out with Kevin Martin right now. Tyson will be joining me on the next oh, one. Oh, uh, yes. Yes, good timing. Right? <laughs> hard hard um, to get is, him these days. It's, yes, it's, it is, it is, it has been recorded already. So, uh, no, no questions about recent developments, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> but, uh, you can Scrap check it. that out. Uh, I also, I have a, a YouTube channel called Terrence Quest. Uh, you know, I've been a bit busy with, uh, with Big Brother, but, um, if you are interested in hearing more takes on sci-fi, fantasy, books, shows, movies, uh, you can he- uh, hear some of them there. Um, and uh, find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. Okay. Taren, so great to have you talk about a movie here with us. I'm sorry that it was an aggressively mediocre film. I hope the yeah. next one we talk about will be at least um, aggressively above average. I-, I want it to either be I love it or I hate it, Rob. That's my criteria. Fair enough. Fair enough. And then Chappelle. Rob, yes. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be funny if we let uh, Dr. Christian Hubicki watch this film and then he can school us on some of the science that we missed. Mm-hmm. Um, he can just send in a long form uh, message. Uh, he's good at that. He will just send in a long he message. He might get or, very angry. Yeah. Or I would say, or maybe we can bring him up in a follow up one day, you know, a special uh, nothing but Netflix follow up. Yeah. I, I think so because like now that Taryn has pointed out all the holes in mm. this uh this yeah. fantastical world, I was like, I wonder if uh the good doctor knows anything he checks about out the um, podcast uh, every now and then. He had told me how he had uh, oh. listened to us talk about uh, "Don't Look Up" recently. Oh, okay, yeah. So the first of the, the Tyler Perry movies we covered. Has, has mm-hmm. Christian Hubicki watched Primer? I'm not sure. I don't know. I'd love mm-hmm. to get his take on Primer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, I will reach out today. We're, we're going to ask about Primer specifically, and then hopefully, maybe Rob, you could uh, ask Christian to give us his thoughts on this one. Okay, I'll see if he I, that. Um, yeah, if he if he's listening, you know, we'll find yeah. out. Yeah. Okay, cool. Chappelle, what's going on for you? 
Uh, I got a lot going on. I got a lot going on. Um, of course, you and I just did the feedback show for the first week yes. of Survivor. It was a great episode. 42. Yeah. We had a good time. We had a good time. Uh, and so, yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that it's out. You know, the it was what is what was it the biggest fattest juiciest feedback show of all time? Yes, yes, and this was a big fat juicy recap uh, of this film as well. <laughs> we like to keep it like that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of our mm-hmm. uh, our standard here, the gold standard, big fat and juicy. Always, yeah. uh, yes, and so that was a good time. Uh, of course, uh, on post show recaps, I'm still talking about The Walking Dead. I'm still talking about um, Bel Air with Puya and. Now I'm talking about Atlanta with Mari Forth and Latanya Starks. So I got a lot going on over there too. Um, and then last week I did some things on silent podcast for Abbott elementary. Did some stuff with uh, the shit 90 shows taught me podcast uh, for boy meets world. And I think in the week or so coming up, I will be appearing on NGOG oh. new girl, old guy podcast to talk to Ali Lasher and Akiva Winokur about uh, the new girl. And the episode with Prince, because it's my favorite episode. And right. so, got a lot going on this week. Check me out on Twitter. Y'all know where to find me, but follow uh, at nothing but RHAP and keep up with what, all the things we're doing here on Nothing But Netflix. Okay, and you can do that by subscribing. Go to robinswoods.com slash uh, uh, Netflix feed uh, for our subscription to this wonderful podcast. And don't be stingy with your feedback ratings. Uh, give us your stars. Yeah, we'll go back in time and give us some more stars. Okay, how about that? Yeah, yeah, I'll take them. Also, it's unlimited. Uh, yeah. I want them all. Speaking of Uncle Kiwi, uh, we got together for the three name celebrity bracket on Robin and Kiwi Need a Podcast this weekend, which was a lot of fun. Uh, be sure to check that out. Alexander Chester says it's in the conversation for one of the best renaps ever. I heard it was spicy, Rob. I heard there was a, some debate Controversy. about hyphen. Controversy. Yeah, I heard it got real. And that's what we like from our Renap content. So I can't wait mm-hmm. to check it out. All right. Thank you so much for watching. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. 